0: Yo, 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 this is your boy, formal introduction, first of all, my government is Brian, with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, no I, my name is Brian, not Brian, alright, let's get that straight first of all, and I'm uh, pretty much doing an experiment here. I saw uh, how lucrative the podcast industry could be, actually. and I decided to join in, so I'm going to give it a crack. And I think that the first podcast I'm probably going to start off with is the time that my grandmother... Shot somebody for me Not even for me Over me Because she she thought that somebody Was going to shoot me And In my eyes the situation Wasn't as serious as she saw it But When you get to live To be a, a, a certain age And at this time I'm probably about I might be about 18 years old At the time. No. Let's say between between 16 and 18 years old when this happened to me. I had just got kicked out of Finger Finger High School right here in Chicago, Illinois. uh, If you look up the location of Finger uh, High School, they even did a CNN documentary on it. And I got kicked out of Finger. And the crazy part about it was my destiny had already been set up for me, but my grandmother, she gave me a call. And you know how uh how the elderly can be there suggest something to you, but you really are already gonna do it? She was like, Don't you wanna come down here and stay with me? And I was like, mmm, I think about it. <laughs> Now, mind you, I'm 14, I'm about, I'm about 15, 16 years old, I just got kicked out of school for fighting in school, you know, wanting to uh, join the gang or whatever, just got kicked out of school, come through the back door at the house, my mama had put a ruler on my ass, like, uh, no lie, like, uh, this was like a four foot ruler and she had it she had it behind her back and she swung it on me and she came down with like like the precision slices like straight down the middle she wasn't trying to swap to the side because you know if you swap to the side the wind will cut it and sometimes that, that flimsy uh, little cardboard or whatever they made that wood out of it'll, it'll fly a little bit she come down the middle wow wow so I'm thinking one of her sisters told her hey, you do it come down the middle he came down the middle. I blocked a couple of the shots like, bam, bam. But back in these days, I was used to starting stuff. So my natural reflex was like to grab it. But like after that second or third hit, I'm like, "Nah, this your mama. You got to take this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't challenge my mother. I've never challenged my father. Well, I've challenged my father. But I've never challenged my mother. Never, not in no physical, never in no physical way. So she coming down with the, uh, with the ruler. Bow! Bow! She hit me that second time I started to grab it. Yes, she said, grab it. But then you're like, nah, i just mama. Bow! And she, uh, she hit me one more time. Then she hit, caught me with another one right, clean across my face. Left me with a little scratch and shit. So that's what I was like, man, I, I must be fucking up. I had just got kicked out of school. It's the reason why she came through the door with the uh with the ruler. And if you get kicked out of finger, you was really into some stupid stuff. I ain't gonna say I was I was bad. I wasn't out there like killing nobody or anything like that. But I was into a, a few things here and there, you know. I was I was into some mischievous stuff in the streets, just put it like that. And the good thing about me being kicked out. A finger And then my mother Coming through that door With a a ruler on me And Me having that conversation With my grandmother Over the phone Where she said Baby you want to come down here And I told her I'd think about it Was that it probably Saved my life Because My life was headed In that direction Right And there was Another time Where I did actually Get into some gunplay and this is like, no lie, this is like under a year before I left. So my life was trending in that direction. But back to the story at hand, you know. So my grandmother, she calls me, and, Baby, you want to come down here? And I was like, I'll think about it. And I'm thinking, you know, that's in a conversation, you know what I'm saying? Brian said, I think about it and that's it, man. Not even a week later. My mama came into the room. And she told me what the plan was. Like, you take your ass to Mississippi to stay with your grandma. Now, mind you, I'm like a junior in in high school. Right? And... Now I'm dumbfounded because I'm smelling myself. I got I got a couple girlfriends here and there. I'm thinking I'm a shit. You know, when you when you young, you know, that's probably the, the best looking you probably ever gonna be in your life. You you might think you look good now, but go back and look at yourself when you was young when you thought you was looking good. And I'm like damn nigga, look at how sick skinny I was. Look how smooth my skin was, nigga, look how black my hair is. I even had her back then. So, my, uh, my mother and my Auntie Ella, they came and picked me up after they told me I was going to Mississippi. And I rode to Greyhound, which is probably like a 20-hour trip to Canton, Mississippi. Never forget it man that was a long trip i, I met like a uh, i met a a young female on the train at the time it wasn't nothing it was more like platonic like just somebody that i clicked with cuz you know sometimes you know you you meet a couple guys and they be either on bullshit or they be on some cool shit but you still got to you know what i'm saying define the, the the you know the line in between even though women can be on that too but a lot of times you can kind of read a female where well, she like, nah, she cool. She on this train too. Uh, I don't know where she was going. Well, she was on a train too where we went downstairs. we had, like played cards and went to like movie room and go from cart to cart. And, and it was a nice time. But I pulled up in Mississippi and my grandmother. Now, the crazy thing about my grandmother is we call her Madeline. Madell, just like Tyler Perry, Madell. But I never knew that her real name wasn't Madir. Or, you know, that wasn't a name that we had called her. I didn't know that a lot of people called their grandmother Madell in down south. That Madir was Madeira. To me. And so, you know. When I found out that other people called their grandmama was there, I was highly disappointed. But I digress. My grandmother, she she met me at the train. And we went to her little store in the country. She used to have a little store out like, uh, I ain't going to say it was the country. It was a country to me. But to the people in Mississippi and Kansas Mississippi, this was like, like they downtown area. It ain't no bigger than Harvey. If you ever been to Harvey, Illinois, it's no bigger than Harvey. If it's not about the same size, Harvey might be bigger. But anyway, she took me in. Ooh, I'm moving around the stove. I'm a little young punk, about 15, 16 years old. Thought I was cute. Thought I was funny, you know. And in some ways, I was ignorant. And you know, and that that's that's just the truth. And but that leads back into the story. So, this is like I stayed down there for two years. I did, I repeated my junior year In high school, of course And I completed my senior year So I did five years of high school Right And So It's about a year and a half Into my Into my stay Cause I went down there to pretty much finish up high school And at this time My grandmother, she's having like like irritable bowel movements like she couldn't you know she couldn't for the for the most part she couldn't number 2 it was hard for her to pass a number 2 right so she would like put some bino on her tongue to make her go to the bathroom and, and things like that so this one particular day I'm in the store And my grandmother, she calls her because they had a little pool table with us. I'm probably shooting pool or whatever. I don't know exactly what I was doing. But I remember she called me over and she said, can you run the cash register? I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I get behind the cash register. I'm a little young punk. Like I said, let me emphasize the punk that I was at the time. And yes, I was about 15, 16 years old. And I was a young punk. And, you know, my grandmother, she... Went to the bathroom And first of all Let me say this When I say that I'm a young punk And I'm about to tell you what I, what I actually did It was nothing malicious And it was nothing too much But it was nothing too little Because it was theirs So my grandmother She she, you know, she goes to the bathroom she, So I'm thinking Okay this is my time I go in the cash register I get me $10 Five, $10 At the most 20 I might have took out the cash register, you know what I'm saying? But I did, I did do that, and I'm I'm regretful of that. But I know that's what my grandmother; she probably would have gave me that money. But in a, in in a, in a more precious sense, it probably be, would have been better for me just to wait for her to give it to me, and then when she gave it to me, whatever I did with it, I did with it, because I wasn't gonna do nothing but go outside and smoke some weed. Because like I said, I was a little young punk, right? And I'm not calling you a punk If you outside smoking weed But I'm calling you a punk If you're going to steal To support your habit And you a man Or you a woman You know what I'm saying That's your habit that you got to carry on So you know Don't take from nobody else to get yourself high Or to get yourself happy Even if you don't get high Don't don't steal from somebody else to go Take a girl out or to show off for of somebody else or something like that, right? But this is what I did, but I knew my grandmother she loved me. I was the favorite grandchild by the way, you know ah you know, I'm just playing when I say that, but in, in, in my mind, I was the favorite grandchild because in anybody in everybody mind the way that my treated us, everybody felt like the favorite because. She she when she when she saw you and she had you and she gave you her word that she was gonna do something. She put the spotlight on you and you felt special, right? So she's in a bathroom, and it's this guy named Duel That's his, That was his name. And from what, unless I unless I uh, misunderstood his name, because you know in the country they they, they 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 talk a little with like a southern accent. I don't know if he said his name was Duel or Daryl. I don't know I used to always call the, the nigga Duel But He got like Six, seven other brothers I mean They was the Rivers That's what they were They was the River Boys So it was like It was like Pablo There was Locke There was Damn Swanye There was River Rat That was my boy Man And they had like Two or three other Little brothers That I really didn't know and and he had a, a, another older brother who was, uh, at the time, I don't know if he, if the brother is still is, is still uh, caught up in a rapture. But he was on crack cocaine at the time. His other, his older brother was. You had two older brothers. One of them was a crack dealer, and you had another brother who was on crack, right? So let me tell you how this dynamic go. My grandmother, she's in the bathroom. I'm ringing. I'm ringing up the, the register. I'm. I done took my little twenty-five dollars, cuffed it in my pocket. I done rung up about fastest people. Modesta came and came out the and came out the bathroom. I'm ringing up stuff. Doo-doo-doo. So Duel come up to the uh, register, and now Duel is like bought a beer. He wants some. I think he bought a couple of loose cigarettes or something else. So I ring him up. It's like. A couple dollars and some change. So he'd think he a big dope boy. He gonna flash his money out. Pull his money out. Bam. Man, how much is it? Just say it's like 548. He come out. He give me like $6. Then no, nah, 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 playboy. Give me that back. Let me get some of this change. He go in his motherfucker pocket. He give me All the time, this is a big, ugly motherfucker. And I don't even judge niggas. But you could tell an ugly motherfucker when you see him. This was a big ugly motherfucker. When I say ugly, I mean anybody in the world would be like this. This big ugly motherfucker. He getting money though, so you respect the hustle because we in the hood, nigga. And and it's always like I, I, I tell my girl, you ain't got to be no no handsome man or no pretty man as long as you making money and you keep yourself together. And he kept himself together. He kept himself, you know. Rolling around in some nice cars and things like that for people, at least in that area. So, $6. Bam. Give me that dollar back, playboy. I'm going to give you some of this change. Now, he go in his pocket. Pull out a whole bunch of change. And a lighter. Hit the damn counter like this. That's how the lighter sound when they hit the counter. He put down the change, the lighter. He kind of like, I'm looking like. Hold on. And first of all, it's a bit. And if you smoke, and if you smoke, you know, Bic's are damn near worth fighting over, nigga. Real talk. You be damn near want to fight over a bick, you said, nigga, with your Bic. Fuck them two for dollar lighters and shit. You know the ones that bust if you hold them too long? This nigga pulled out a Bic. And not only that, the Bic said boom land. Now, if you've ever traveled from Chicago to Mississippi straight down to fifty-seven like you know like like we do and 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 in tradition you stop at boomland boomland is a big ass firework conglomerate you know what i'm saying like fireworks everywhere souvenirs everywhere you can go in there and get you some little, some nice little cheap little food you know what i'm saying the food is actually pretty good but it's it's nice and affordable it's a nice little pit stop you can go in there and get your fireworks Right before the summertime, I'm talking about load up, I'm talking about If you ever been in one of them big places in Indiana or anything like that It's like just as big or maybe two times bigger Just like fireworks everywhere So anyway, I bought a lighter from Boomland And it had Boomland on the lighter So when he pulls out this money And and the lighter hits, hits the, uh, the counter I immediately snatch it. Bam! Because, like I said, I was hanging with like two, maybe three of his, his brothers. I'm hanging with like two, three of his brothers. So I'm like, one of these little young niggas cuffed it from me and he cuffed it from them. So I'm cuffing it back. Let me get that up out, you player. I finished ringing him up. No lie. Boop, boop, boop. Go through the whole transaction. Give this dude his money. My grandmother comes out the bathroom, comes back behind the counter. It was like we tagged out. Like, I hit you back. You finished? You finished the boo boy? All right, cool. Tag in. I'm out. I'm out of here, grandmama I got twenty five in my pocket. I feel like I'm finna go get some weed. I feel like I'm finna go have a good time. And I know that my dad know I took the money because, you know. She heard the fucking writers to go right off Soon as she went in the bathroom um, You know they had the little bell Cha-ching Whatever So I go outside And I'm actually probably looking for one of this nigga brothers To go smoke with I got five on something This is back when I got five on it And yo boys Let's get Keith This was back with in them days I got five on something What's up I got another 20 in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I probably spent another five. I got 15 for tomorrow early. What's good. Dude, I left about the store. I'm standing in front of the store. No lie, I'm outside maybe about a minute or two. Might have even took me a loose cigarette, because you know, we were selling loose cigarettes and shit at the time too. This was the like one of the first places I remember seeing sell loose cigarettes, and this is like ninety six. I graduated high school in 96. So, that's like 94. So, just imagine how long ago that was. Set of loose cigarettes. I probably outside smoking a loose cigarette. <sighs> Looking for somebody to put five on the weed or whatever. Looking for my cousin, Boo Boo. He was a little bit older than me. He was like a... a like an ultimate hustler around that. that motherfucker was like... Fucking need no brown around that motherfucker or something. I went that deep into the shit. I just... I just wasn't, I, I just couldn't get into the whole uh, selling crack shit. I tried that. That's for a whole nother podcast. And I'll let y'all know in the story on that if you're interested. So I'm standing outside looking for a motherfucker to smoke with. And the next thing I hear is, I'm like, hold on, nigga. I know I ain't in Chicago, it? Even though I have seen motherfuckers get it, get it in in Canton, Mississippi, I ain't gonna lie. Can Mississippi ain't no motherfucking joke I done seen hand in hand combat niggas motherfucking Stick up a dice game with a knife Shoot at each other all type of shit So anyway I, I hear I'm like what the fuck Did you hear that And I said this Duel coming out the stove Holding his chest And said Word for word This old bitch just shot me And I'm like But they just shot somebody And sure enough As he says this He's spinning around Now man you do was a little You know Little little crack dealer around So they, they had their little pistols or whatever He had a little pistol And he spun around with it but I think she had hit him in her upper body to where he couldn't even lift that motherfucker. Cause he's like, this old bitch just shot me. He tried to spin around and, and, and shoot her. I, from in my mind, what I remember is I remember going in there and grabbing my grandma, man. We rushed her back in the stove, but she she left And She hanging out the stove, man. She ready to, she ready to end this nigga life. Like for real, for real. She was ready to actually put him down. She had hit him like three or four times. And he, I mean, he down in, I mean, leaking. I grabbed my dad, get, get back in the store, my dear. I mean, everybody rushing in the store. I think we have to lock the store door and shit. But then like, I don't give a damn, bring him on. That's what I was like. My grandmama is, she from, she from the streets. They from a struggle. They, they from a struggle. On the real, because she, my grandmother, she passed. She was 68 years old. So when she did this, she had to be like 63, 64. Maybe, yeah, somewhere. So, no, I take that back because she wound up passing shortly after I left. And I left in 98. My dad passed away in 99. So this had to be like 97, early 98. So she was about 65, 66. Now 66, 67 when she passed. I mean, when she did this. And I was like, wow. I, I I mean, I had never seen my mother do anything like this. I had never seen my aunties or hell, even under my uncles get down like my grandmama just did. And it wasn't until years later. Well, my oldest cousin, the oldest cousin that I have, Cheryl, she told me that, you know dare shot that boy? Because he said he was going to come outside and shoot you. And I'm like, I'm saying to myself in my head, I'm like, I don't think he was going to shoot me, but you never know. I don't think that I posed that much of a threat to him snatching a lighter. But see, I would only come down there for the summer's. Go home for the winters, rest of the school year, come back for the summer. This time, I had got kicked out of school, so I was down there for a couple of years. But by this time, my grandmama, she probably knows these niggas' tendencies. And she ain't want to see the fave, the favorite grand, grandson, grandchild, in my mind, get hurt. So in her mind, she did what she had to do. And she shot him, and the craziest part about, after she shot him, immediately afterwards, it was a little controversy. It wasn't a whole lot, but that next morning, my grandmother, she got up, just like we did, she stayed out in the country. She had a a store in the city. We got up, went down to the store, my grandmama, she took the bars off the off the uh off Morgan's grocery. Took her keys, unlocked both locks on the door, went in. Nothing wrong with the store. She opened up the store, you know you how you push a, a door so far back that it stick. She pushed the door far back, just like she did every morning. She pulled like this, uh I wish I wish I knew where that bench was. I would love to have that bench. Just to just to uh keep it. She would pull like these two benches out for people to sit on in front of her store. Pull those out and my grandmama, should go back there and get a broom and start sweeping away yesterday problems from in front of the store. Sit in the store, maybe about a half hour, go buy somebody, come in the store. Everybody know what happened because this place is so small and so tight. That shit, if you fart, somebody across town could smell it. But, but I went to the day, Duel's mother came into the store. Duel's father came into the store. And they came and they apologized to my grandmother. And it was like, it was just that simple. She shot him and damn near killed this dude and was ready to lean outside and kill him. Ready to finish him. Finish him. My grandmother was getting ready to finish this dude off. I think, in my mind, if I would have pulled her back, she might have, she maybe she would have. Because he did spin around and, 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 and up the gun on my grandmama after he said this old bitch just shot. And the craziest part about it Is everybody And it was like Everything was back to normal again Everything was back to normal again I was able to Move freely around the store And all these other things And I've i never had a problem I was still kicking in And hanging with his brothers His younger brothers And all that other stuff We still hung out We were still cool We were still cordial Me and Duel never really had a Uh a real friendship anyway It was always more like a mutual thing Like yeah I I, I kick it you with your love brother We good so, Oh you was big brother Okay that's what's up This your big brother dude Okay what's up dude Dude too old to hang with us So that's why I didn't think he would have shot me I don't think If anything The nigga might have tried to beat me up But then I had My other cousin Boo Boo for that You know Boo Boo was built like Mike Tyson nigga Boo Boo was man Then nobody want to fuck with Boo Boo But I got a story on how I I had to get a nigga off Boo Boo's ass That's for another podcast too And uh, that's pretty much it man That's pretty much it Uh, That's the story of My grandmother Shooting somebody Who said it was going to shoot me Because I took a lighter Off the counter That I had bought from Boomland Mind you, I have bought it. But in her mind, it was more simple than somebody hurting one of her loved ones. And then she got to go explain to her daughter, my mother, what happened to me. I think that she was more willing to lose her life than to let me lose mine. And uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. My name is Brian. They call a nigga Bacon MF. Bacon motherfucking jizzle. You know what I'm saying? And this is the first podcast I'm going to do. And hopefully I have the courage to uh, build up and do another one. We'll see how it goes. Appreciate you listening. Peace out.